0: Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Chatter from the Cheap Seats. I'm Jack Feldman alongside my co-host Sammy Krimstein. And boy, do we have a special episode for you guys today. If you're watching this on YouTube, you might notice something a little bit different about this episode. It is the very first in-person episode in the history of the show. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Sammy are both in the same room, both in person. I can touch him. He can touch me. We are in person doing it together. Sammy, how you doing?
1: I am doing very well. And I will say, after a year and a half, we've been doing this podcast, right? This is the very first time. I want to go
0: a year and a half. A y-
1: little over a year. I mean, it's almost been uh, – what I found out was well, actually kind of weird. This is a year to the date, so a year ago today, that opening day was last year. That's cool. Which is kind of weird because that was kind of what we started. Cool. Our start, We started our podcast. We were looking forward to that. We didn't know if there was going to be a season because of COVID. And now here we are a year after they did start the season last year in the thick of it in the season this year, and we're in person recording together, both fully vaccinated. So, fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated squad. Get vaccinated if you haven't already. And be, uh, and before yeah.
0: we start, I just want to say, obviously, we would like to have Ori with us because the show is not complete without us three. However, Ori is kicking some butt at his baseball tournament today, so he will some home run. not be joining us. But Sammy, I have I have a question for you.
1: All right. Well, what, what is this question, my friend?
0: So it's baseball season, right? Yep. What other season is it?
1: What other season? Basketball is it?
0: season just ended.
1: Basketball season just ended. Well, it's summer. If you're just talking about those kind of seasons, it's it is summer. I'm not foo- wrong.
0: It's it's almost fantasy football season. But almost it, fantasy
1: football season. So is that like almost fantasy football season is a season, or is that like something? No.
0: I think it technically. I think this technically qualifies as fantasy football <laughs> season because you're doing research right now.
1: I I will say I haven't started yet. I'm a little behind. I think August. I think August first, fantasy football season. It is pre fantasy football August season. 1st.
0: It is spring training for fantasy football. <laughs> I'm I, I I am one that cannot wait. I have all my research done and I'm just gonna lay it out there because if you are in my league and you're listening to this podcast, more power to you. You deserve to win. So okay. I have a very sound strategy for this year. What if I'm in your league? You're not you're not in my league. This is my okay. bonus league. The one for right. money. The one for money.
1: Oh, gotcha. All right, The one that matters.
0: The one that matters. <laughs> so, unless if I get the last pick in the draft, I'm not going to do this. So, it's an eight-person league. Okay. And my thing last year was I drafted two wide receivers in the first two rounds. I drafted Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. Big mistake.
1: Yeah, well, because Thomas had a down year.
0: Yes, Thomas injury And Hopkins injury was Riddle. good. He
1: was really good. Hopkins but, was good, but, like, you probably missed out on the chance to get – some really good running backs.
0: Exactly. So if I have the eighth pick in the draft, then, you know, if I can get Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs, that's one thing, because I do think, you know, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones are guys that, they're like 13, 14, so I would feel comfortable with them as my running back, but it would be a little bit of a reach from the eighth position. So so is that what you know
1: where you're drafting already?
0: No, I don't. But okay. I'm just saying, anywhere other than the eighth position, and I'd say also the number one, My plan is first two rounds, best running back available. Okay. So I'm drafting running backs in round one and running backs in round two no matter what. And, you know, I got my list of guys that I like. I got my list of guys that I don't like.
1: Fair enough. Everyone does.
0: In round three, I'm drafting a wide receiver. So that's pretty basic normal stuff right now. You know, running back, running back, wide receiver. And then in round four. This is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets interesting. All right. I'm drafting a tight end.
1: Ooh. So now it depends. Like, who who do you, who do you think you could get though? So there in the draft.
0: So my thing is, it's an eight-person league. And again, if you're in this league and you're listening to this, congratulations. You you know everything about my. This strategy. is your prize. For More winning, power to or you. for listening to chat More from power the to you. Yes. This is your prize. Yes. So okay. it's an eight-person league. Everyone is going to have a great quarterback. Everyone's going to have great running backs. Everyone's going to have great wide receivers the tight end is really what's going to separate teams because yeah. I think of tight ends in three different tiers. You have Tier 1, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. George Kittle. George Kittle. Yeah. Tier 2, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. Maybe, I mean, maybe do you go, Who's the who was the guy drafted in the first round?
1: Oh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, but I don't think so. Not, no. I, no. I, rookies, I just, I don't yeah, even. Yeah, especially
0: a rookie uh, tight end. It's, yeah, I mean. So tier three, he was the
1: fourth pick, right? Yeah, I'd be scared. Yeah, tier three is everybody else.
0: Tier three is everybody else. Right. And my thing, if you don't get at least tier one or two, you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed over.
1: So you think tight end really matters? Oh yeah, but I, I,
0: I want my goal is to get a tier one guy. I don't. Travis Kelsey is going first round. You know, I'm not looking at Travis Kelsey. Okay. There is, I mean, Darren Waller probably. There's a good chance he's there in the fourth round. And George Kittle also. So, I think one of those two guys I'm going to be able to get with my fourth pick.
1: What What if you can't? Well, what's your plan B?
0: So, my plan B. Well, let me finish telling you my plan A. And then okay. We'll
1: go plan. <laughs> okay. Got to finish plan A here. So,
0: my plan, my plan A is running back, running back, wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver. So, then I have, oh, no, not wide receiver, running back. So, I have my first two running backs. Then I have my tight end. First two running backs, then I have a wide receiver, then I have my tight end, and then after that, so I said wide receiver, either wide receiver or running back, just whatever guy is available to be my flex player, whichever one I feel most confident in. Right. And then after that, I have to go heavy on the wide receivers because I already know the two running backs I draft, one and two, like I'm planning on them being my go-to guys all season. But I'm drafting a starting running back in, you know – the fifth round or the sixth round, like the person I draft in my sixth round will most likely be my starting running back or starting wide receiver. Okay. So I'm gonna have to load up on wide receivers at the back end, and I want to get three guys who I feel confident in as sleepers, and one of them has to be has to, I have to hit on, which I think is realistic.
1: I think that's realistic. I mean, sleepers is always
0: and not necessarily when I'm talking sleepers, I'm saying guys like. Like Robbie Anderson, like not real okay. players. It's an eight-person league.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, because eight-person league, you're always going to be getting guys that mm-hmm. are, you know, studs. But uh, it's fantasy football talk to start off the show. But we had a pretty big announcement in baseball this week. I think it was yesterday. It, w- yesterday? it was
0: yesterday. It was yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. Morning.
1: So the Cleveland baseball team. Uh, you can still say Indians. Uh, yeah, the Indians right, they're, for this right now they're the Indians. But yeah. next year, they will not be the Indians. Because next year, they're going to be the Guardians. The Guardians. Which is pretty interesting, Jack. And are you a fan of the name? I mean, I, I think a lot of people wanted the Spiders back. Because that, I wanted them. that. That would be so I cool. I am in that I am in The Cleveland Spiders. So you're in the...
0: I think Cleveland Spiders... Your Spider fanboy. It's boy. a node. Node. What am I saying? It's a nod to <laughs> Node. the team of the past. To if you guys didn't know, the Cleveland Indians used to be called the Cleveland Spiders back way, back, like the back 1800s, way in the eighteen hundreds. Like, yeah. Yes, so it's also just a great name. Like I think the Cleveland Spiders is a great name. You got. You, yeah. I, I'm already thinking of merch ideas, jerseys. I mean, the away jerseys are going to be the same, but home jerseys that would look sick. I don't hate the Guardians by any means, but it's not the Spiders. It's, it's not, not the, the Spiders.
1: spiders. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, they both end in "ians," so I mean, it's probably easier. You know, you, you don't want you, you only have to change a few letters on all the signs. That's
0: a good point. You, That's you, a good point. The
1: I, the A, the N, the S at the end. You could keep that along for the ride. Like you don't have to do anything with that. Probably save save the Indians a few bucks. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I I don't know. I, they definitely could have done the spiders. They, they I definitely
0: could have done the spiders. Should have the spiders. We're gonna get into some trade deadline talk now. Yes. Let's talk about a team that changed their name pretty recently also, the Devil Rays into the Rays.
1: Yeah, that's true. That was not too long ago. It's kinda when I first started getting into baseball. I remember they were like the Devil Rays and they then had they changed. Those, those ugly, uh, hideous uh, jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy, so, I
0: mean, the Rays made a splash. Who did they who did they trade for?
1: They acquired Nelson Cruz and this is a guy that I, you know, wasn't sure was gonna get traded just because it's a bit of a risk for a team acquiring him. Yes, he's a beast. Nelson Cruz is incredible, but he is, like, 41. Health is a pretty big concern. And I feel like this trade works out well for both sides. I feel like the Twins got what they wanted back from the Rays, but the Rays needed another slugger in that lineup, and they got him. Nelson Cruz, I think it was, like, his first or second game of the Rays. His second at bat of the game, third inning, boom. Opposite field tank, I think it was actually now, in I think Cleveland. That was his, that was weirdly his enough, first game was was that his first game? Yeah, but I want
0: to say his first at bat.
1: Yeah, Nelson Cruz though, just an absolute stud. And any team acquiring someone of that magnitude that helps. And the Rays are a team; they're right there in that AL East race. They're in the wild card race, obviously. I think unless the Red Sox really impress at the deadline, and I'm talking acquire some really good starting pitching cuz that's what the Red Sox need. I think the Rays, if Cruz can stay healthy, that's a trade that's big enough to propel them into first place in that division. But you know, Jack and I were talking on Instagram and DMs yesterday, he might not be able to stay healthy. I mean, a tweaked elbow or like if he m- messed up hip, I mean, that's very that could very easily happen to a guy that's 41 years old. So I think if he can stay healthy, it's huge, but Otherwise, I'm a little skeptical of what it can mean, because it, it would really suck to trade for that a rental and how then you lose him due to injury for the rest of the year. I hopefully that doesn't happen for the Rays, but if how, he's how healthy, is a huge concern. trade. Health is a concern,
0: trade. and I love this move. I think Cruz is one of the most underrated hitters in baseball. If you go to his baseball reference, it's ridiculous. It, it is outrageous. Like the yeah, man like... has a career.
1: 543 slug. That's not easy. A OPS plus of 154.
0: Sammy, you took the words literally right yeah. out of my mouth. <laughs> 878 OPS. I mean this Now we can look on the same computer screen. This is yes, this is a unique. 914 OPS is 437 career homers. You know how many guys have 437? Not a lot. Not of guys a lot of guys. I mean, seven career home runs. Now, Nelson
1: Cruz. Now, do you think a little unrelated? Is, is he a Hall of Famer? Is Nelson Cruz a Hall of Famer? I think yes. Yes,
0: Nelson Cruz. Anyone that hits, he's gonna get to. I think he will get to 450 homers if he plays just one more season after this.
1: I mean, he's having a solid year this year. Which I mean, his his OPS is like almost 900.
0: And he might even get to it. I mean, this season, 13 homers in the second half. Is not out of the question for a guy like Nelson Cruz who's a masked forty two point three career war. Now, I like this side on the twin. I like this trade on the twins side also. I think Joe Ryan, who is the centerpiece of the trade for the twins, is a really good minor league arm. He's gonna be very solid in them for them. I think that's a great move by both teams. So this is a trade that can benefit both sides here. Yeah,
1: now the the Rays were buyers, but they were also sellers, which is very interesting because it was like the next day, Rich Hill, and because a lot people were posting. Well, now the Rays have two of the three oldest players in baseball: Rich Hill, Nelson Cruz, and then, boom, Rich Hill. See you later.
0: You can only have one guy over forty.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. That I bet Rob Manfred was like, eh.
0: "It's the law." Hold yeah, it's
1: the law. But yeah, uh, Rich Hill is on his way out heading to the Mets. Now, Jack, What what's your take on this? The Mets are a team that has very deep starting pitching, but it's always nice to add a few arms. I was listening to the Cubs game on the radio earlier today, and uh, Ron Coomer, the analyst, you can said you can never have enough starting pitching, and it's true. You, you can't have enough starting pitching, and they the Mets kind of bolstered that.
0: You can never have enough starting pitching, and – the Mets' starting pitching rotation is not as deep as you might think, Sammy. Jacob Degrom has been battling injuries all season. He can go down, poof, drop of a hat. Marcus Stroman is really good, so that's he's a really so solid one too. Carrasco, who knows when he's going to come back. Syndergaard, who knows when. Tywin he's Walker, come back. don't forget about him. Tywin Walker a great has not year. been, but he hasn't been pitching as well lately. He had an absolute stinker of a start where he got one out and couldn't make it out of the first inning. So yeah. it's always nice to add a guy that has a 3.87 ERA this year in Rich Hill. He, there are some advanced analytics that are saying that he might be regressing this season and and coming back to earth a little bit. But as of now, I think this is a great move. I don't yeah. completely understand this trade on the Rays' side. I don't think – I mean, Glass now is hurt. I get that he's coming back, but you don't know when. And the Rays are going to raise, man. I'm never going to doubt him because I have two sayings, Sammy never bet against Bill Belichick, and never bet against the Rays in trades. That's true.
1: The Rays, they always seem like... They'll make puzzling moves at the moment sometimes. Like, what were they thinking there? But it comes back, and it looks really good. Oh, yeah. I I think it was interesting that they did give up a starting pitcher, and that is an area where I think they should have almost thought about adding. And maybe they still will. We still got, like, a week left, but...
0: I could see them getting a bullpen piece.
1: uh, Yeah, I could see them getting a bullpen piece, too. But, um... Yeah, with Glass now hurt, it does baffle you a little bit. But I think no matter what, they're always trying to buy and sell at the same time. They're always trying to exactly. add pieces, exactly. but also add prospects. And although this isn't the biggest trade ever, I think they got some guys who obviously they have the, they've had their eye on, and they have confidence in
0: the Razor Bellers. The Razor Bellers, yeah.
1: Oh, com- Combination of the words. Sammy, smart man. Are you
0: a fan of Scrabble?
1: I am a fan of Scrabble. I I've played it. You, uh, like, you, like, you, yeah.
0: like, you like board games? You yeah, like I, games of that I do like board games. Yeah. Sammy, let's play a game.
1: All right, uh, let's do this.
0: So I'm going to name a player that there have been rumors circulating about his trade market, his trade value of sorts. And Sammy, you're going to tell me whether or not you think this player will be traded. All right. So we're going to start off with your hometown hero, Chris Bryant.
1: I hate to say this, um, and it's it's. I know it's going to be a tough week. It's been a tough few weeks leading up to this, knowing that it's going to happen. But I, t- my brain is telling me Brian's going to get traded. I, I think it was who came out with the report. It was Passen. Was Passen
0: said he was as good as gone.
1: Yeah, Passen said he's good as gone as well with Kimbrel, who we'll be talking about. Which sucks. I, the obvious suitor right now is the Mets. The Mets have a glaring need at third base and. You know, their outfield, they have some good pieces and, you know, Meet the Mets. With, with JD Davis Meet and Conforto, Mets. but you could easily throw Brian in there when you need to give someone else an off day. That's one of the things that makes him so attractive to these oh, teams. Yeah. Chris Bryant can play any position in the outfield. He can play first base. So, like, if Alonzo gets hurt, you're chilling. He can play third base, which very, is obviously his a primary a position. He's, he's a very versatile He's very I, versatile. I think
0: the Mets are such a great fit for him, Sammy. I think they're yeah. such a great fit it's it sucks. And you mentioned you mentioned this guy earlier, Anthony Rizzo, I don't think he gets traded.
1: Anthony Rizzo does not get traded. i I've heard Red Sox and I've heard Yankees. i I think his best days are clearly behind him. He's been hot this week, you know, Give him that, but his numbers are just down this year. He's getting on base at a pretty good rate. He's taking good at bats, but the power is not what he used to be. And first base is a position where you need power. If you're a contending team, yeah, you definitely, can, you can't have a first that's baseman it, a that is point. defense and on base first. You can't, you that, can't, that's you can't have
0: a Sammy Krimstein-type player at at your first base spot. Because
1: yeah, that's great. It's great to have a guy just, that can get on base. Kidding, just that, kidding. That's, <laughs> that's somewhere maybe like Sammy hits nukes. center field, second base, right? Guy who gets on base. But Rizzo, the slug has just not been there this year. I don't think he gets traded. I think uh, How many
0: homers does he have on the season? I think he only has
1: 11 or 12. I mean, this is a guy that would be – Thirty home run, a hundred RBI like clockwork every single year.
0: And, it, and and by no means is a guy that's getting on base at I'm not saying he's a bad three forty clip. I'm not and saying he's bad. His on paced hit twenty plus homers is bad, but it's it's not what you want out of your he's also, you know, great fielder, gold glover, platinum glove. Oh my god, but, incredible. But he's not what you want out of your prototype. I'm not saying
1: that's like bad for a team to base. have that, but I'm saying that brings his value down and Rizzo's a guy the Cubs, I think, will be selling high on. I mean, they're going to be selling high on Bryant and obviously Kimbrell, but Rizzo's a guy that can still help your team right now. We have hardly any depth at first base, especially if we trade Bryant. So the Cubs would definitely want to get a haul, and I think teams would not be willing to give up as much for Rizzo. Now, who knows? Maybe if the Yankees need somebody at first base, they think the void injury is going to really hurt him for a long period of time that could be an option. Even the Red Sox who you kind of need someone in their first base to at least rivals, but um, let's move on. Uh, Byron Buxton's also on the list. Byron Jack, Buxton. I'll is flip it over to you, and I'll give, it, give my two cents. Do you think Buxton's going to be on the move? The Twins just sent Cruz out. What's your take?
0: I do not think Byron Buxton will be on the move. I think that his price is too high at the moment, and he's only 27, so the Twins have some talent in that farm system. They have some talent on the major league roster, so they can build around him, sign him yeah. to an extension. He's an unbelievable player, but his value isn't even at its peak right now because he's been dealing with these injuries. So yeah. I don't think they're – I think if I'm looking at a percentage, I, I would say like 10% chance he gets traded.
1: Yeah, I, I think the price is high because the Twins also have control over Buxton for next year. They have, you know, the arbitration for 2022, so – They'll have Buxton back for next year, and it just doesn't make sense. Like Maybe if it's an expiring contract, I think about it. But he's only 27. You have a lot of time to work out an extension with this guy, and Buxton is a guy that he's a superstar. He should be the centerpiece of that franchise. You just traded away Nelson Cruz. I think there's a very small chance that you're going to trade away Byron Buxton that's my two cents. Jack, who's next on this list? Uh.
0: Next on this list, Sammy, we have T... Okay, I was trying to say T-Story. I don't know. If, Trev Story. Didn't didn't work Tre- as well as it I, did in your head. I, it did not work as well I'll as say that. in my head. But Trevor Story, I think he's a guy that absolutely gets traded. And two teams that I'm looking at are the Yankees and the Brewers. I understand that the Brewers have Willie Adamas. They just traded for Willie Adamas, but... I could see you moving Adamus over to second base and really locking that spot up at shortstop. He's an elite defender, and the Brewers need a bat. They need another bat. Their rotation is unbelievable, but they definitely need a bat. With the Yankees, it's a little bit more complicated. Yeah. You would put Story at shortstop, move Glaber Torres to second, move DJ to first, move Luke Voit to DH, and you would have Giancarlo Stanton playing the outfield. So a lot of moving pieces, but... I think these are the two teams. I think he ends up with one of these two teams.
1: Yeah, I- I'd say he's definitely getting traded. And I'm willing to put my money on the Yankees, I think even more than you are. I think the Brewers' shortstop is not really a trouble area I for would them say, right now. I, I would they-
0: say there's a 30% chance right now he gets traded to the Yankees. Maybe 40 but I- I'm not as high as you.
1: Willie Adamas, I-, I talked about this in a few episodes ago. He has been light out for the brewers since he joined a few months ago you're not, you're
0: not taking him out of the lineup though you're just moving him over to second
1: moving him over to second but I, I i think they're satisfied and i think the brewers won't be willing to give up as much and i don't think they have as much to give as the yankees do uh, in terms of where their farm systems are at this point i think I'd s- and i and obviously i don't want to see him at the brewers i you know they're an Central team uh, you know I, my cubs fan Arch Coming nemesis, in. but uh, let's see. Let's go to the mountains, all star game is out there, right? And they mm-hmm. have two starting pitchers that are a lot of teams really want. So, John Gray, Herman Marquez, Herman Marquez, yes, tough name for me. I'm yes. s- I apologize. <laughs> um, that is a tough name, yeah. So, Jack, do both these guys get traded? One, none of them, I think. I mean, to me, the Rockies would be a fool not to trade one of these guys because they are going to get an absolute haul.
0: They are going to get an absolute haul. And I have John Gray being traded. I have John Gray being traded to the Yankees. I could see a Trevor Story and John Gray type deal. I think that helps both teams out where they both get, you know, two players. The Yankees get both positional needs with a shortstop which isn't really a positional need but a pitcher a starting pitcher yeah. which is definitely a a positional need. Herman Marquez, I do not think he gets traded. He's a guy that is under team contract for a long time it's till 2024. So, I could not I think the the asking price for Herman Marquez would be way too high. I would say there's like a 5% chance he gets traded. I think John Gray does get traded. And I could also see another Rocky, Michael Gibbons, the reliever, getting traded. I think he's gone too.
1: So I'm going to say yes on both these guys. I think Gray is going to get moved. I think there's a pretty high chance of that. I think he has the expiring contract. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he has the expiring contract. He's been really solid all year. And I think it's going to be Marquez too because there is such a demand for starting pitching right now. And I think...
0: That's going to cost a pretty penny, it's gonna It's
1: going to cost a lot. But I think... I'm going to go... I think the Red Sox could be I an could option for Marquez. I could see that. Because they I think the Red pitching. Sox are a team that... Yes, that this year they haven't really had that good of starting pitching. And getting Marquez would solve that problem, right? But he's not just a rental. And I think they'd be willing to have him for the next few years because they don't really have that much depth. Like, it's not like a bunch of injuries. I mean, sale... But besides that, I think they'd love to have Marquez in this rotation for the future, and I think they'd be willing to give quite a lot. And the Rockies are going to look at this. This is value to them. I mean, Marquez's value is never going to be higher. If they're going to trade him in a few years, they're not going to get nearly as much because he doesn't have as much team control, and he's having one of his best years. He's been one of the best Rockies pitchers of all time, which, you know, it would probably hurt to trade him because of that. And you but,
0: also you also always expect that positive aggression coming from Coors.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. That that's another thing. That's a smart point. But yeah, I think the Red Sox would love to have Marquez with John Gray. Red Sox are a team. Yankees are a team. Even like the Giants, Dodgers. Dodgers are a team. I think would really fit him because the Dodgers, their starting pitching is pretty deep, but they're looking to make it deeper and build that rotation that is inarguably the best in the league.
0: The Dodgers are a team they're looking, with Bauer out, they are looking to add a starting pitcher. I think they need a starting pitcher because,
1: yeah, without Bauer it's
0: kind of slipped under the radar Sammy, things are not that great right now in Dodger land as as it might seem but let's move on now to the next player, Richard Rodriguez of the Pirates
1: Richard Rodriguez, All right, I'm going to go yes, hard yes I think the Pirates are team. They're heading in the right direction. I love a lot of the talent, including Rodriguez. But like Marquez, this guy's value is never going to be higher. And you're going to you're going to get quite a haul. I think I'm going to go Astros here.
0: Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm
1: going to go Astros. I believe the Astros won't get Kimbrel. I believe Kimbrel will actually also be heading. Uh, I think I said Boston or Boston or San Francisco for Kimbrel. Boston That's and San what I was thinking for Kimbrel, and I think Rodriguez after that is among guys available, um, probably the most highly touted. So, I think Rodriguez to the Astros. Astros have lost a lot of games because of that bullpen. They have you know a few guys like Presley who can get the job done, but they need more depth. And Rodriguez is having a lights out year. And yes, the Astros don't have the best farm system you've ever seen, but I think they can put together enough of a prospect package that the Pirates would be willing to sell because I think he's the biggest piece. And especially if they don't get rid of Frazier, which I think they will. But if they can't find a seller for Fra- or a buyer for Frazier, Rodriguez will definitely be gone. Uh, Jack, who's next on the list?
0: Next on the list, we have Joey Gallo. Joey
1: Gallo. I'm gonna go no for Joey Gallo. I. Me
0: too. This is a hot take, and both of us are saying no. Wow. Yeah,
1: no. I, we we can do that. that like, was a even though high I missed, five. that was <laughs> that was. Bro. Look at look at my oh, elbow. Look at my.
0: I look at my elbow. Look at my elbow.
1: elbow?
0: No, you you, it still, you messed up. It didn't work. Okay. Sammy, we, we suck no, this. No, for doing this. Look at my elbow. Ready? Three, two, one. There okay, we go. That was, that was solid. A good, that was You gotta solid. look. That's a, that's a tip. Look at the person's elbow. You ready? If you're watching this on YouTube,
1: <laughs> three, two. One. Boom.
0: That's a perfect high five, high five
1: right I, there. You better have high five, Jack. Or, but yeah, Joey Gallo, I'm going to go no with Gallo. I think the Rangers are still looking to extend him. He's a big piece, and he still has room to improve. And he's shown that he's capable of it. Because there are some guys that you look like, well, they could be a lot better. You know, Because obviously Gallo's had the raw power forever, but it's been about less strikeouts. And he, that's he's, a, he's a part of it. Year, he's, he's been great this year. He's been great this fantastic. year. This year he's made the improvement. He's taken the step. And I think now the Rangers are looking, they're like, well, he's taking that step. How much more can we get out of this guy? I think they want it. I think they'd love to extend him. I think the Rangers are a team that has a lot of talent with um Garcia has been really good this year as well. Um I, I think Gallo's gonna stay a Texas Ranger. Jack and I are in agreement here.
0: We saw the Rangers also do this with Lance Lynn. They didn't trade him at the deadline, they waited until later. So I could see them doing the Tip same thing, similar thing with Joey Gallo, Kyle Gibson, another guy another that Ranger. is on that yeah. on the Rangers team. I could see him traded because there are so many teams that need starting pitching. Starting pitchers yeah. are always going to get traded.
1: I think Kyle Gibson is definitely going to get traded. He's having a career year, he, uh, better than he's ever been. It's a rental, so you know, n- no commitment really uh, to Kyle Gibson. If you acquire him, I mean, there's so many teams that need starting pitching. I think. The only team that's really exempt, maybe the Brewers, maybe the Giants. And it's not because like I,
0: I they, they, they don't need starting pitching. It's just because it's not, it's not a priority. A priority yes. Right. I,
1: so I think besides that, I think the Mets could be looking to get this guy. Even like the Phillies Nationals, uh, two teams that could still be buyers that are looking for starting pitching. Dodgers looking for starting pitching, we talked about. How about, you know, even the Padres could add somebody else. I mean, I think there are, like I said, so many teams looking for starting pitching, and the Rangers and all these teams that have the good starting pitchers that are willing to sell have got to get it done. They've got to look. They've got to take the highest bidder because these kind of opportunities to get really good prospect packages don't come around all the time. It's 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 once in a lifetime.
0: If you ask every fan base in baseball, what do you want at the deadline? I think 90% of fan bases will say a starting pitcher. I think everyone wants a starting pitcher. But, Sammy, let's move on now to our P-O-P-O-T. Yes. Team. That is not the right acronym, but it is the position player of the week. Sammy, who is your position player? of? The, okay. I got to stop looking at you. This <laughs> is our first in-person episode, guys. We're doing the best we can, but I keep turning
1: – to look at no, CD. it's good. You gotta oh, have, have chemistry. To look, we have to
0: look at the audience. We have to look at you guys. It's it, it's the
1: it's the, ba- it's the balance.
0: It's the that's what it is. R- it's the balance. I want. I just want to get a better aura. We need a better aura.
1: Yeah, so I'm saying. So who's your position player? <laughs> my position player of the week is Chuck Nasty, Charlie Blackman, who is he's my longest ten Diamond Dynasty player. Really? So, yes. Since he, the beginning. He, so, well, because I had a silver card at the very beginning. I you know the very, very beginning. And then I got his diamond eighty nine card, like uh from team Afi- Team Affinity, and I've just stuck with that. Like so I he's been he's been Which team affinity with this. season? Three? I think it was maybe it was either one or two. One or two. Okay. I got it a while ago. But uh yeah, Charlie Blackman, uh he's been having a pretty good year and had a great week. Had I think a walk off home run or a pretty big home run against the Dodgers a few weeks ago or a few days ago. Uh four twenty nine average, four fifty five on base. Here's the kicker, 857 slug on the week. And this is the kicker kicker. This is the biggest thing. There are multiple kickers. Yeah. No strikeouts this week. And that blows my mind. To be slugging 857 and you don't strike out? That's what you want. That's like peak performance right there. That's impressive. So Charlie Blackman, I love guys that put the ball in play. And I love guys that do it for power. Charlie Blackman has been doing both those things. Jack, who is your position player of the week.
0: Samuel, my position player of the week is Brian Anderson, the third baseman for the Marlins. He has been absolutely on a tear. He is hitting .476 in the past seven games wow, with a .577 on-base percentage. It's pretty solid. Slugging Not gonna lie. 714. The man, he only has one homer, but he has ten hits. He has been absolutely out of his mind. Yeah, man. He's, he's playing great ball. And it's a pleasure to watch him play. He is ten for his last twenty-one.
1: Yeah, no, Brian Anderson. That's I remember. He was a guy that you see, either twenty nineteen or last year, he really broke onto the scene. And the Marlins are the team that they've been horrible this year. But we talk about a lot of these rebuilding teams. You see the promise, the and it's going to be about you know because they, they can't all juice. be good. They can't all be good. Who is going to put it together and uh, have the right pieces at the right time? We'll see. Pitcher of the week. This is not a rebuilding team. This is a team that is arguably the best team in the AL. Jack and I actually did have that argument last week. But uh, this is White Sox, Lucas Giolito. And he's been good this year. He's been solid. But the two guys in that rotation have really been Lynn and Rodon. If you can get Giolito playing at the level he was at last year, it's over for all these other teams in the AL. I, I, I'm scared if I'm in the AL. Lucas Giolito, weekly stat line, two games. Only two earned runs, that's good, nine hits, and 11 strikeouts. So he had a good week. This White Sox rotation, if he could really get it going here, is scary. Because Dylan Sees is your four guy, and he has, like, I think think a sub-four ERA. So that is a seriously scary rotation.
0: Seriously scary rotation. Another guy that has been unbelievable in the past week. My pitcher of the week, Sammy, is Walker Buehler in... In the past week, he's had two games, one against Colorado, one against Arizona. He pitched at Colorado, so keep that in mind with the quarter's effect. He went seven innings, two runs, eight strikeouts. Wow. Then against Arizona, he went six innings, no runs, and seven strikeouts. So in total, he went 13 innings, seven hits, two earned runs, four walks, and 15 strikeouts.
1: That is a solid week. Walker Buehler... I god was he not on the all-star team? Was he one of the snubs? I don't think he was on the all-star team. He's
0: a guy that he kind of he, he kind of got overlooked in that
1: after Bauer. Yeah, in Los yeah.
0: Angeles rotation. <laughs> I mean after Trevor Bauer and Clayton Kershaw, but he's a guy that you know, he's, it's ridiculous. he's been unbelievable. He is so good. He's so underrated. One of these the most next underrated players in baseball. These next
1: few years, this guy
0: Absolutely, is capable he's capable. Going out and winning too. a Cy Young. How old is he? he he's either twenty-four or twenty-five. I want to say. He's, he's very seen. young. He is young Waka. Yeah, Waka. He's twenty-six. 26. Okay. he was a little younger. That's still that's young. Still
1: very young. I mean, the
0: Dodgers. Um, I know Justin May had TJ, but he's twenty-three. Like they just get, they just develop young pitching, man. It's unbelievable. Like, uh, when okay, like no other team.
1: What, okay, Jack? Question before we move on here: Who is what is going to be the next year? in time, that the Dodgers have a losing record? Like, when's that going to be? I don't know. Is it ever going to happen again?
0: Teams that have the ability to have a $200-plus hundred plus million payroll don't have losing records. The Yankees don't have them. The Dodgers don't have them. That's the benefit of them. So I'm going to say it's going to be at least 20 years. At no, I'll go 10 years, years, 10 years, 10 years.
1: All right, I'm going to go. 20 is a long It's 2021 time. now. 2029, 20, they'll have a losing record. That'll be the first, that'll be the first time they have a loser like, in a long 2029, time.
0: 2029. Yeah. It,
1: if I get that right, if that's the, like, I don't even know. It'll be just eight years from now, but like. You'll
0: we'll be graduated from college.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight
0: years from now? College is four years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Five, six, six years. Left. Yeah, two years out
1: of college. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. that's
0: crazy. Sammy, it is time for the game of the week.
1: Jack, Our, you, you got the game of the week, I, yeah? I do have the game Jack's of the week. got the game of the week. I got the game of the week. Wow.
0: Wow. Our game of the week is Giants-Dodgers. This was on Thursday, July 22nd. You're recording this July 24th. Yes, but Saturday. Yes, the, the Giants had uh, Di Scolfani on the mound. He went six innings. Great year from Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He went six innings, three runs. So a quality start from him. Walker, B- Walker Bueller.
1: There we go. Pitcher of the week. And
0: this actually, this wasn't even, when I did my um, player of the week or pitcher of the week, this start wasn't even counted. So, I mean, add this start to him. Walker Buehler went seven and a third, one earned run, nine strikeouts. Fantastic job by him. So, after eight innings, the Dodgers were winning three to one, and then Kenley Jansen blew the save in the ninth. The Giants scored four runs in the top of the ninth inning. To beat the Los Angeles Dodgers five to three is your final score. You no,
1: know, I feel like it's not getting talked about as much as some other teams. but I feel like the Dodgers, they need some bullpen depth. I mean, Kenley Jansen's been solid, but like, he's been a little shaky. You know, obviously because he blew that. Blake Trinan, the stuff is there, but is the control? His I don't stuff, know. Oh my god, his, his stuff sinker, is uh, his sinker sinker is It literally like, man, hundred miles it goes an hour, and it's hundred miles an hour. I mean. But can he locate it? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing. I mean, uh, they have some guys in there, but, like, I think they need some more reliability. Like, guys you can count on. Because Trinan and Jansen are good. When they're good, they're great. But are they going to be good every day? I don't know.
0: That's a good question. Consistency in the bullpen is a is huge key asset. Sammy, it's key. your Milwaukee Bucks
1: not win my. the MB-
0: Your. They're
1: in the Bulls division, man. I don't, I'm not a fan of the Bucks. Sammy's but I,
0: favorite I, team, the Milwaukee Bucks, have taken home the title. We saw heroes being made. We saw losers also being made. Sammy, can you just give us a quick recap on what happened in this year's NBA Finals?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was one of the better finals, I think, in a while. Maybe even since, like, Cavs-Warriors. And
0: do you think think that was because both teams that made it weren't super teams or, like, you know, expected to be there? And LeBron wasn't there?
1: Yeah, well, first off, LeBron wasn't there. That's a plus. You don't, you don't like
0: LeBron. Do you, do you not like LeBron? No, I don't. Or is it just solely because of the no, I,
1: LeBron-Jordan debate? No, I like LeBron. It's just when the same gu- when the same teams or players are in the finals every year, it feels boring. This year, it was a lot of players that hadn't been there before. Uh, te- two teams that hadn't been there or won it in a long time. I mean, the Bucks hadn't haven't won it in like, 50 years or something. So. Yeah. It was it was a great series. I mean, and you saw the fans, the
0: city went. Oh
1: my god, going into it, I remember it was like game one in Phoenix. It was you could just hear it was so loud. The fans counting to ten, counting to ten when Giannis was shooting free. That's hilarious. That was funny. I mean, but it was a great series. The fans, you know, full arenas because that's kind of a new thing after COVID. It's only been the past few months. Past few months. (laughs) Word pod. Word pod. But yeah, I, I think the moment of the series very obviously was the honest dunk with like twenty seconds left in was that game five or was that game four?
0: That was game five.
1: Game five. But what a moment! I mean, first off, Chris Paul right with the turnover, which that was a big reason I think the Suns lost, lost a lot of those close games. Chris Paul, oh, yeah, was yeah not nearly as good as he had been during the regular season and really during the rest of the regu- you know rest of the postseason at holding on to the basketball, and that was key. That was key in that play. Drew Holiday got it, and the chemistry between those two guys, right? Drew Holiday, who came in last year. I was kind of critical of the signing at first, or I think it was a trade. Yeah, it was a trade, the Drew Holiday trade, but man, did that work out. The Bucs have some guys, and I think that's a big three right there. Holiday, no, Giannis, it's not a big three. and Middleton. I think I think Holiday, and Middleton they're, they're showed solid
0: players, but it's not a big three. A big three is LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. A big three is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, a James Harden. A big three is Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant. That is maybe not, a not quite
1: a big three, but I think these are two guys in Holiday and Middleton that just perform and. They don't do it in like they, like I kind of said, they won't always put up the huge numbers because Giannis is going to get those. I mean, he had like forty points almost every game in he the NBA finals. In he game dropped fifty points. He dropped fifty points in game six. Uh, ridiculous, but they're going to help the team in really great ways. I mean, that's what Drew Holiday did. I mean, that just goes in as a steal in the stat book, which is great. But when you put it in context, twenty seconds left in game five, you're trying to go up three games to two. Against the Phoenix Suns, who were favored in the series, who got up on two nothing, and then with 20 seconds left, a, a huge steal off of one of their best players, one of the best players in the NBA, one of the you know best guys at not turning the ball over. What a moment! And it was a fun series to watch. I was my eyes were glued to the TV. I'll say that. I, I don't know about you, but I'm,
0: I I really wish Chris Paul would have won, won a ring. Well, I am so happy Giannis did. And, Sammy, yes. did you see Giannis' Instagram Live where he went to Chick-fil-A? I, I didn't see strikers? it, but I, I've heard about it. I've it heard was, about it. It was hilarious. It. Sammy.
1: I love Giannis. One last
0: thing before we end, we wrap it up. So, we are recording this on Sammy's laptop, and he has a folder called MLB The Show Music. I've just been curious this entire oh, episode. Okay. What is MLB The Show Music?
1: All right. MLB The Show Music. Yeah. I, my – you can't see it, obviously, but uh, my desktop is messy. Oh, my uh, it, God. Is, it is a mess. It is – it is disgusting, but um, yeah, there are pictures and documents everywhere. MLB The Show music. I was um, trying. I was doing a franchise with the Cubs, and I was playing every game. This was last year during COVID. You finished it? No, I got. I actually got like sixty some games in. And you just quit? Like, well, cause like my schedule starting to get yeah. crazy. But like yeah. during COVID, there's no baseball on TV. You, I had no baseball you still of my own. Playing it, or are you kind of just that was from MLB The Show 20. 20. Oh, okay. so it was from last okay. year's game, but um. I was like, I was playing every game. I was on the grind, and I wanted the players to have their walk-up songs. And on and on, on MLB The Show, you can import music, so I downloaded uh, the MP3s. You went
0: all the way to that extent to down. Oh my god, yeah. Sammy, that is I ridiculous. put
1: it in a folder, and then I put it in, and it actually worked, That's and it was cool, pretty, cool. That's it, pretty cool. It was cool, and uh, actually on MLB The Show, I'm talking to Jack earlier, but I'm making. I've been putting so much work into this. I've been making a roster. Where I divide all the players regionally, trying to make it even among the regions. Like.
0: I have no idea why.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I'm trying to make a roster, and I'm going to see which region has the best players and which region can win it all. I'm going to do a franchise, going to simulate it, but I'll have to tell you guys the results of that once I finish we it, but it's you been a grind.
0: We might even have a Sammy's MOB The Show Franchise Mode segment
1: Ooh, on every show from now I'm, on. Just that, kidding, might, that might that be... That might not no, be a thing, not, okay. <laughs> you got me excited. What,
0: what? Come on, man. Thing. Sammy, we've had a great episode. In person. In episode, person. In person. But it is we are time, here together. It is time for this episode to be over, and yeah. we will say farewell, my friend. So, Sammy, do you have any last words?
1: Well, fun to be here, you know, here uh, at Jack's house, actually in person. That's, that's cool. Another fun episode for the 73rd time. That's pretty cool. That's 70, crazy, man. 73 episodes. That's crazy. Yeah, we started this like a year and a half ago. No.
0: Grind to 100.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. I'd
0: say a little over a year ago. i wouldn't to go a year and a half. Well, because we, we
1: started over it in like May. Okay, yes, yeah, so a little, little over, over a year. Now. Okay, not quite a year and a half. I'm getting ahead of myself. But, yeah, a fun episode not, not as always. Definitely uh, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, baby. That would be pretty cool. Not Or just lie. a
0: one star, just, you know. No, don't, don't do not do that. I would.
1: Rating, I think, do we have perfect rating? Like five star? I, I think everyone's giving I us a five star. I that's how amazing we are.
0: I think we do have a perfect rating, or if not, pretty we're just, close to that. We're so perfect. Yeah, please don't leave us a five star we're or a one star review. That was that was a joke. And, and don't do that. That would not be very nice. That would be mean.
1: That would be mean. In
0: fact, Sammy, I would like to go out and say it. If you leave us a one star review, I don't want you listening to the podcast. Yeah,
1: that's right. Don't listen. So
0: yeah, <laughs> we have a five star rating out of forty nine. Oh, we don't. have forty nine ratings, guys. Get 50. us to fifty ratings. Get us to 50 ratings, and Sammy will give out a million dollars to one lucky subscriber.
1: I will not. (laughs) If (laughs) I had a million dollars, I would give it to you. Yes, if he had a million dollars, he would give it to
0: you. Sammy, that will do it for this episode of Chatter from the Cheap Seats. We will see you guys next time. Sammy, take us out.
1: Bye.